Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. If the Word of God is already in the past tense, we cannot let it stay in the future, but we must bring it into the present and make it adaptable to our lives today and make it where that the people around about us will begin to see not only an individual, not only someone that says that they believe in Jesus, but as they look at you, they will look at you and they will say if they, as they said in the Acts of the Apostles, they took notice that they had been with Jesus. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing in the Word by Ken Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. I talked to an individual walking across the campus going to the healing school in the afternoon. They said, Brother Hagen, I'm going to healing school every afternoon. One of these afternoons, you're going to see me well. These people are not going to have to be helping me across the parking lot and into the auditorium. One of these days, I'm going to be well. And inside of me, I wanted to say it, but I realized that it wasn't right to say it. My heart cried on the inside of me because I realized they were sitting there every afternoon hearing the word of faith preached unto them, and yet they were not hearing that what God had to say because if they were hearing the Word of God, they wouldn't be saying you're going to see me do it sometime. They would begin to run and leap and walk and praise God because it's already done. Oh, if we could only get a hold of the realization that God has already put it in the past tense. If we could just get a hold of that realization. If we would really hear with the, with the inner ear of the Spirit rather than just letting it go into these ears and go off somewhere in the oblivion. If we could really hear what the Spirit of God is saying, I'm going to tell you, we would change the world in three days and Jesus Christ could come and take us all out of this place. You want to know what's holding Jesus from coming back right now? It's because the church has not, has not, has not taken her rightful place and accomplished what she is to accomplish in this world. If the church would stand up and realize God's Word is in the past tense and take charge of this world and turn it around, God could look over at His Son and He could say, All right, Son, the church is doing her job. Go bring her home. I realize that's a strong indictment, but it's the truth. Oh, but I thank God that as I look around this auditorium, here's some 10,000 strong that are waking up to the fact uh, that the power of God is in the past tense, uh, that are waking up to the fact that faith in God's Word and walking according to the dictates and the statutes uh, of this Word will bring us the liberty, the prosperity, the happiness that Jesus Christ said we had when He said, You are redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. If the Word of God is already in the past tense, we cannot let it stay in the future, but we must bring it into the present and make it adaptable to our lives today and make it 
where that the people around about us will begin to see not only an individual, not only someone that says that they believe in Jesus, but as they look at you, they will look at you and they will say, if they, as they said of those apostles in the Acts of the Apostles, they took notice that they had been with Jesus. They took notice that they had been with Jesus. You see, why did they take notice that they had been with Jesus? They took notice that they had been with Jesus because those men and those people began to act upon what Jesus had told them about the power of God. And as they acted upon that word of God, the same power that were operated in Jesus' life was operating in their life and the same miracles were taking place. And that's why they said they had been with Jesus. Oh, would to God that that would be said of every church, of every church member, of every individual that has ever said that they were born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm sorry to say that there are too many of them that have not realized the importance of the past tense of God's Word. Mark 11, 24, very familiar passage of Scripture, especially to most of you sitting in this auditorium tonight. Contrary to what some of you do think, Hagen didn't write that scripture. <laughs> he just has 150 sermons off of it. But it says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you'll get them sometime. Ye shall have them. Oh, I like that. That scripture's taking it all together and putting it all together and taking the past tense of God's word and wrapping it up all together and firing it by the cannon of the Holy Spirit right into our hearts and telling us, look, it's now. It's in the presence. It's in the now. You can have it now. Not sometime later. Now. Oh, I want you to realize that the past tense of God's Word in our lives will begin to move us into a place with God that we have never even dreamed up of, we have never thought about. We will begin to move in such a move of the Spirit of God when we realize the past tense of God's Word that it's beyond human comprehension. People sit and talk about how they want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They talk about how they want to be healed. You can say, I believe that I'll be filled sometime. You can say, I believe in healing and I believe I'll be healed sometime. But you will never get it as long as you keep it in the future. It will never happen for you. Let me ask you a question. Were you saved when you said, I believe in salvation, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe I'll get saved sometime? Or were you born again? when you brought what you believed into the now, into the present. Huh? You were born again when you brought it into the present right now and you'll be filled, you'll be healed the same way when you bring the Word of God into the very present right now. I want to challenge you as Jesus Christ has set some examples for us in the Word of God. I remember standing there at the place that they historically say is Lazarus' tomb. I don't know whether it is or not, and I'm not going to argue whether it is or not. 
but at least it is a place that they celebrate is at the tomb of Lazarus where he was raised from the dead. Whether it is or not, I'm going to tell you what, as I stood there and with my mind's eye, I saw Jesus Christ there calling to Lazarus. I want to tell you, I got excited, Brother Fred. I began to think about that. I began to see that Jesus didn't pray and say, Father, I thank you that you're going to hear me. You go read the story. He didn't say, Father, I thank you that you're going to hear me. I thank you that you that you're going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He stood there and he said, Father, I thank you, John eleven forty one. Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And that's before he ever even told Lazarus to come forth. That's what he said. I thank thee that thou hast heard me. In other words, he is putting an example before us and that in the word of God bears it out all through the New Testament uh, that God is ever ready. He's ready to hear us before we even act or speak. He's already ready to answer. And I want you to notice Jesus stepped up there and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And I want you to notice out of that mouth of that cave of that rock came a mummified individual wrapped up in all of those grave clothes. And, and Jesus turned to him and he said, Loose him and let him go. And I'm going to tell you something tonight, church. Uh, it's time that we realize the past tense of God's Word. It's time that we begin to step up to our spiritual sepulchers. It's time that we begin to step up to the tomb of disease. It's time that we begin to step up to the tomb of financial and disaster and begin to speak uh, as Jesus spoke there to Lazarus. It's time that we take the word of God and begin to speak to those things in our life and then loose them and let them go and live the great life uh, that is ours in Jesus Christ because it is finished uh, on Calvary. I want you to notice when Jesus spoke, Lazarus didn't stay dead very long. I want you to notice something else with me. All through the New Testament, Paul, Peter, James, John, all of them in the general epistles, Jesus himself, when he spoke according to the Word of God, there was an immediate happening, an immediate results. Something began to happen. I want you to notice, it may have been as it was in the case of Jesus. They began to amend from that hour. They began to get better from that particular moment. And in many cases, it was an instant manifestation. I want you to notice as Paul stood on that deck of that ship, as it was pitching and rolling in that Mediterranean sea and that salt spray was hitting him in the face and the wind was whipping his hair and they had thrown everything overboard that they could throw overboard and the ship was still going down. I want you to notice that old prisoner standing there going to Rome to face whatever is ahead of him. He stood on the deck of that ship and even the captain listened at him as he stood there and he said, an angel of the Lord was appeared under me this night and he said, if you'll do what I tell you to do, paraphrasing it in the modern day English, if you'll do what I tell you to do, not a man will perish. We're going to lose the ship, but there's not any of us going to lose our life. And I want you to notice when he spoke with the authority of the power of God, even those old 
those old sailors, even that old crusty sea captain stood at attention and listened at the man of God, and it happened just exactly the way he said. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the newly released four-CD series, The Healing Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. In this series, Kenneth E. Hagan examines the healing anointing at work in Jesus' ministry. He explains the difference between receiving healing through the anointing and receiving healing through faith in God's Word. And he shows us how to tap into God's healing power to get it flowing and working in our bodies. Get this series for just $28 and we'll include the Healers in Your House book by Ken Hagan absolutely free. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Oh, it's coming up. Your Kindle the Flame. That's right. September 27th through 29th. Yes. Early bird registration through September the 15th. Yes. You can go to rhema.org slash KTF. Register right there online. That's right. You're going to have Patsy Caminetti, Donna Pickens, and Susan Rich, and yourself. Myself, yes. It is going to be a great time. Ladies, you want to be there? Hello, come on down. Attention ladies, the Kindle the Flame Women's Conference is fast approaching. Have you made your plans yet to be here? Well, what are you waiting on? Go online now to rhema.org and register for this dynamic conference this September 27th through 29th. Featuring conference host Lynette Hagan, Patsy Caminetti, Donna Pickens, and Susan Rich. It's girl time and God time. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Go to rhema.org now. Go to www.rhema.org now. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for a new week of teaching from the archives by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.